me, hey, Lamborghini Mercy. Yo, chick, she so thirsty. I'm in that two seat Lambo with your girl, she trying to jerk me, hey, Lamborghini Mercy. Yo, chick, she so thirsty. I'm in that two seat Lambo with your girl, she trying to jerk me. Drop it to the floor, make that, that ass shake. Whoa, make the ground move. That's an ass quake. Build a house up on that ass. That's an ass state. Roll, roll, roll my weed on it. That's an ass trait. Say yay, say yay. Don't we do this every day? I worked them long nights, long nights to get a payday. Finally got paid. Now I need shade and a vacate. And niggas still hating. So much hate, I need an AK. Now we yeah, I'm Perry. Yeah, I'm Perry. Yeah. White girls politicking, that's the Sarah Palin. Getting hot, California Caden. I give her that D, cause that's what's born and raised. Okay, Lamborghini Mercy. Yo, chick, she's so thirsty. I'm in that 2C Lambo with your girl, she's trying to. You got it. We back. Episode 33. Turn me up. <laughs> I really only play this to hear one verse, man. Y'all know what verse I'm waiting for. Let's go. Shout out Kanye, man. Just cuz, man. We missed the old Kanye. This new Kanye seems like he more free, though. I will say that, though. He's still messing up by not, by not being with Kim K, though. We ain't gonna, we ain't gonna get into that, though. Let's go, yeah. Top five verse of all time coming up. Okay, now catch up to my campaign. Cool the color of mayonnaise. I'm drunk and high at 
on the airplane Classic jam, man. Classic jam. Um, Two Chains verse to me is a top five verse of all time, man. At first, I had it in the top ten. I think I'm gonna even go further and say that's a top five verse of all time. Now, I might be a little premature in saying that. I, I you know, I, I kind of gotta do a little bit. Of, I kind of gotta do a little research on that. But as of right now, the top of my head, I'm definitely putting that as a top five verse. No worse than top ten. But I, you know, I may, I may come up with a list for uh, best verses of all time. So we'll see. Because that's a hard thing to come up with. That's for sure. That ain't, that ain't, that's not going to be an easy task to come up with the best verses of all time, or at least which, which you think, in your opinion, best verses. Um, so that's definitely not an easy list to, to compromise. Uh, yeah, man, you got it, man. Let's kind of get into a little update. Um, from last episode, hope everybody enjoyed Valentine's Day. Um, kind of want to touch base on um, what happened in Michigan State. Give a little update on that. Um, unfortunately, three people did lose their lives uh, from the shooter. Anthony DeWay McCray, he was a 43-year-old. And um, he wounded five people, killed three. And just an unfortunate situation, man. Uh, he did end up taking his own life. Um, and they said he said nothing to the officers prior to taking his own life. And it's just, you know, that's a scary situation because this he woke up. Apparently, he had had some, some issues. You know, he was going through some rough times and, you know, just decided to kind of just go get a gun and just start, I guess, shooting people. Um it's just an unfortunate situation. It's very sad, man. It's very sad. I mean, the guns that he had were not legally registered. They were legally purchased. So, um, you know, not sure how, how that happens, but I would think if you purchase some guns, you should have to register them. But um, I'm like I said, I'm not too familiar with, with guns and gun laws and, and things of that nature, so I could be wrong with that statement. But uh, the guns weren't registered. So, I don't know. You kind of take that for for what you want to take it for. Um, And the victims, uh, condolences to them. Ariel Anderson, Brian Frazier, Alexandria Werner. Um, Ariel Anderson happened to be a media personality and reality TV star Delicious's niece. Um, Delicious is most notably known for... Being on Flavor of Love. Um, she's definitely been on some other shows. Um, so just sending condolences and you know prayers to her family. And uh Yeah, man, hopefully we can kinda we can kinda get this situated, man, and, and stop these these shootings that are just occurring and just 
you know, places that people are supposed to feel safe. Uh, Got to see if, you know, I, I feel like Batten, I feel like Batten is definitely, you know, sitting down trying to figure out, you know, how to how to end this. So hopefully that, that decision comes sooner or later. Hopefully the NRA does not um, block whatever he's trying to do in regards to trying to stop, you know, these shootings. Um, so, you know, prayers and, and condolences to everybody involved. Um, but yeah, man, I just want to kind of give an update on that. Um, let's kind of get into some other things. Uh, Ray J, um, living legend, uh, has been, you know, making his rounds on the breakfast club. He's been on Angela Yee's new show, way up with Yee Monday through Fridays, 10 to 2 PM. Um, but he's been making his rounds and, you know, he's been making the, he's been going viral lately. Um, he had an incident with Raz B, who is his partner in his new show, Dodge Fight Club. And him and Raz B are not seeing eye to eye on something that Ray J would like to, I guess, promote the show in a more positive light rather than Ratchet TV. And I guess that's, they're, they're not seeing eye to eye on that. And that them not seeing eye to eye resulted in, you know, them having a physical altercation. So while uh, Ray J was on um, Way Up With Ye, uh, they called Raz B and kind of hashed it out a little bit. But the conclusion of that phone call was they are going to have a celebrity boxing match. So um, tail of the tape, Ray J looks a little bit bigger than Raz B. I will say that. Uh, also, but they both, neither one of them look like they're in shape. So take that for what you want to take it for. Three minutes is a long time uh, in a in a boxing match. Neither one of those dudes look like they're in shape, but apparently they are going to um they're going to box. So uh, my money's on Ray J. Uh, Raz B had made another video today, I believe, kind of coming at Ray J. Basically, you know, I guess he was receiving phone calls from you know other people, and um, he didn't like what they had to say. So he wants his five minutes with Ray J. He seemed a little bit, you know, a little bit more, um, I guess, you know, a little bit more ballsy with this last video than he was when he was on the phone call. But he said he wants his five minutes, man. He got people calling him. You know, anytime, you know, someone says something about you'll only be known as Brandy's little brother, that means you're starting to feel some type of way. So, uh, so that's, that's going to happen. Um, I forgot what the date on that boxing match is, but I want to say it's either in March or the beginning of April. End of March, beginning of April. So we'll we'll see what happens, man. Both of those stories, um, in regards to Delicious Niece and Ray J and and Raz B boxing match. Uh, shout out to Angela Yee and Way Up with Yee for breaking both of those stories. That's where I heard all that information first. Um, yeah, man, and shout out to Angela Yee for, for her show, new show, Way Up With Yee. Uh, nationally syndicated in 30 markets. I believe that number is now up to 39 markets. And I'm probably just going to continue to keep growing. So let's kind of get into, you know, Rihanna and and our Super Bowl numbers. So I guess when, when people perform at the Super Bowl, they do not get paid um, by the Super Bowl or by Apple, whoever runs the, the show. And the reason being is that usually after they perform at the Super Bowl, um, 
they see a spike in numbers in regards to streams and just overall, just their music just seems to take off. And that's happened for Rihanna as well. Um, Rihanna's Spotify numbers are up 640%. Uh, Apple streams are up 331%. And, um, you know, some of her singles have even spiked as much as 2,500%. So that's kind of the payment you get for performing at the Super Bowl because that's just a, I mean, you know, 100 and what? was 118 million people saw Rihanna perform. So naturally, you know, the people that were not familiar with her music are now more familiar with her music. And, um, yeah, man, her numbers have definitely spiked, man. Also, uh, more news on Rihanna is that she did release photos of her baby and the photos with ASAP and her and... Yeah, they were nice photos, man. I mean, Rihanna. I mean, Rihanna looks good. Rihanna is one of the finer women um, walking this earth, and uh, the photos look good. And I guess there was she put a quote out there that said that um, her and ASAP are basically best friends with the baby. Um, okay, that's that's cool. I mean, you know, I got nothing against that. I can see how that could work. Um, of course, you know that quote brought out you know brought out a lot of people saying that. It doesn't look like they're, you know, they're doing anything with each other. Uh, Rihanna looks like the man in the relationship. In the photos, Rihanna was the one leading ASAP Rocky. He was kind of behind her. And her saying that they're best friends of the baby did not, did not help any of that speculation or other people's opinions. So, um, yeah, man, that's just kind of wild. But, I mean, you know. People always gonna have their opinions. You just gotta kind of do you, and then kind of, and kind of just roll with that, man. People always gonna have something negative to say, or you know, just people. I mean, yeah, you always gonna have something negative to say, man. That's just pretty much the bottom line. Um, but shout out to Rihanna, man. She looks very good for someone. You know what I mean? That that is off of baby number one and about to be on baby number two, so. I, you know what I mean, and she ain't ain't gonna get no complaints out of me for them pictures, not one bit, man. But uh, yeah, man, shout out to Riri, man. Let's uh, give her a little round of applause. We we'll make man. it clap. We we'll make it clap. Yeah, man, clap it up for Rihanna one time, and ASAP, man, ASAP. He ain't playing around. He got her pregnant ASAP. That's for sure. He was not messing around, man. So, um, staying on the music tip, just kind of transitioning, staying on the music tip. Uh, today was the five-year anniversary of Nipsey Hussle's uh, Victory Lap. Um, classic album from from first track to the last track. Um, definitely, I mean, yeah, man, that's just, I mean, that's just a good body of work, man. That's just a good body of work. When you think about Victory, you know, you, you think about a classic album um, that you could listen to from 1 to 16. Um, some of my favorite tracks on there, uh, Victory Lap, um, Last Time That I Checked, Dedication, Blue Laces 2, um, Hustle and Motivate is definitely a banger. Like, Double Up, I mean... Yeah, just just a, you know, just a lot of classic jams, man. Blue Laces Two definitely, I think, is my favorite jam from there. And 
Like, it just puts you in a different zone, man. You, when Blue Laces 2 come on, you just in a whole nother, you know what I mean? Like, I could kind of feel like that whole, like, you could kind of, like, that's one of those jams where you kind of can visualize everything that Nipsey is rapping about. And I'll give you a little snippet of that, though, man. Blue laces. Shout out to Nipsey, man. Um R.I.P. Nip, man. King Nip. Shout out to uh Boogie too, man. Of course, definitely always showing love to Lauren London. Um Yeah, man, but that's that's a classic album. So um uh, and I, I you know what? And I, I didn't want to talk about these. Um Bad segue, but I didn't want to talk about these. I don't know how I'm going from Nipsey back to these red boots, man. But I, I, I do got to say this, and I hate to say it, man. But I seen I seen Janelle Monet with, with these red boots on. But just today, I seen Sierra with the red boots on, and she looked good with them on, man. She, Sierra looked so good with these boots on. Her feet must be so small because they those boots on her. Did not look like clown boots. They actually looked like fashion. Once a year, had the boots on. They looked like fashion. I don't know. I don't know how to put it, but they looked like fashion. So, hey man, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what to say about it, man. But Sierra looked good with those red boots on, man. She's the only. She's the first person and only person I've seen put those red boots on and actually look good. So, shout out to Sierra. Um, and apparently these red boots, they were selling for 350 a pair and the boots are sold out. So the people that made these boots, I know, I know what they thinking, man. <laughs> Got it. Got it. I hate to run that back, man, but I had, I mean, that's, that gotta be what the person's thinking that made those boots up, man. They, the boots have sold out. The boots have sold out. So, I, I mean, listen, more power to them, man. But those boots have sold out. But but as far as uh, as far as far Sierra wearing those boots, she looked very good with those boots on. I, I can't even stunt. She looked very good with those boots on, man. So, let's kind of let's get into... I, I kind of want to get into some sports, man. Um, there's definitely a lot going on in the, on the sports, sports world right now. That I kind of want to touch base on, um, so let's kind of let's kind of get into this no no of the week, uh, and this no no this is it's another I mean it's another and I want to introduce another another segment today too. We'll introduce our our worst behavior segment, um, 
So we'll we'll get into that, you know, at the end of this episode. But this no no of the week is another just an unfortunate no no. Uh don't I mean, yeah, man, it doesn't make any sense. But most of the time when you're giving somebody the no no of the week, it never does make any sense. That's the reason why they're getting the no no of the week. It never does make any sense at all. But um this no no is going to um a cop from down Atlanta. Uh Georgia police officer arrested on felony charges in connection with the disappearance and murder of a sixteen year old. Uh the police officer's name was Miles Brandt. Um and he's getting my no no the week, man. I mean this girl, sixteen year old, has been missing since July twenty sixth, two thousand twenty two. Um and she had texted her mother that she was on her way home and never returned. So, you know, not really sure exactly what happened. February 6th, her remains were found. Um, nobody has said what has led police to investigating this officer. Um, and they're still investigating the manner of which she died and how she died. But, you know, it's just like, come on, man, you're a cop. People are coming to you for help. And you are out here uh, kidnapping girls and, and killing them. Underage girls are that. So with him being so young and, and her being so young, I don't want to speculate that they may have had some sort of, you know, consensual relationship or maybe non-consensual. Maybe I'm sorry. Let me take let me take that back. Non-consensual relationship. Because what other reason would this dude have to be even contacting her? Or even or even having any dealings with her, and for the life of me, I just don't I just don't understand, you know why, if you are a cop and you are chosen to serve, and protect, um, how you get caught up in something like this, okay, with an underage girl, so that's that's a little confusing to me, um, especially just for the simple fact that you end up killing a girl. All right, that that's a whole different, you know what I mean? It's a whole different level of getting caught up in some stuff. So you end up killing the girl that's underage. You apparently, I mean, you're 22, so you you know you're young. So I, I you know what I mean? People do make mistakes, and and but those mistakes don't usually result in killing people. So it's going to be uh, interesting. I'm gonna still I'm gonna follow up on this story to kind of see exactly what's going on with it. Um, Condolences to the family, but uh, and, and I I kind of want to see what led them to this officer, and you know why he's uh why he was the one they chose to arrest. Um, he's definitely being held right now on a thirteen hundred dollar bond. Um, why his bond is so low, I'm not really sure. But, I mean, he's been fired, obviously, from his job. But come on, man. Like, you you there to protect and serve, man. You out here kidnapping and killing girls. Yeah, bro, you definitely getting a no-no. That's stuff that we can't really go for. Um, And and I, and I could have gave the no There was a couple of things that I could have gave the no-no to. But I kind of, this is the story that kind of, I, I felt moved to kind of give my no-no to. And... Yeah, man, that's that's kind of where we at, man. Miles Bryant, 22 years old. This no-no is for you. This is something that we just can't go for, man.
killing young girls, we can't go for that, man. Killing gun girls, man, we just we just can't go for that, man. We not going for that in no way, shape, or form at all, man. So, yeah, man. But, yeah, we're we going to get into that worst behavior segment at the end of this episode. And I, I, and I, I definitely want to bring back Twitter fingers, too, man. I, I got to bring back the Twitter fingers segment. Hopefully, I got time to kind of get into that um, as well, man. Kind of want to get into some NFL, um, most notably Eric Bieniemy. Um, he's kind of been the talk of the NFL for the past couple of days in regards to him not getting a coaching job, head coaching job, after leading to Chiefs to five AFC championships, three Super Bowl appearances, and two Super Bowls. For some reason, he can't get a job, a head coaching job. Um, it's really confusing. Obviously, you know, the reasons are not looking good for the NFL because... It appears if he's not getting a job because he's a minority. Now, both coordinators from the Philadelphia Eagles who lost the Super Bowl, offensive and defensive coordinator, um, both received head coaching jobs. And Eric Bieniemy, obviously, I don't know if he even interviewed for either one of those jobs. Um, and, yeah, man, I mean, it's just confusing. You know what I mean? It's just really confusing as to why... Eric Bieniemy cannot get a job, and I know people are you know are gonna say, well, it can't always be race and da da da. Well, sometimes yes, it can. Yes, it can always be race. Yes, it can. Very easily, it can be race. And you know, the coaches that got hired this year, Eric Bieniemy is undefeated against against all those coaches that got hired. They went from coordinators to head coaches. Eric Bieniemy is undefeated against all the coaches that took new jobs this year, and um, you know it's not just Eric Bieniemy either. Leslie Frazier from Buffalo, uh, Raheem Morris um, from Tampa Bay. I mean, I don't know why these guys cannot get a uh, head coaching job, but they can. But most notably, it's definitely um, it's definitely Eric Bieniemy. Why in the real? Can Eric, I mean, now I seen a story about Eric Bieniemy has been interviewed seventeen times. Now, for me, I would have to see um, the seventeen jobs that he's interviewed for. That's that's just me. I would have to see. I would have to see that um, before I kind of can say anything about those seventeen interviews. I definitely would need to see the jobs that he interviewed for. But regardless, though, the fact that the Colts job, which is a pretty decent job to get, um, Cardinals job, you know, was a pretty decent job to get. Unlike the Texans job where they went through two black coaches the last two years, that was not a good job. I mean, the Colts have a pretty solid defense, um, one of the best running backs in the game. I mean, they're basically a quarterback away from you know, pretty much being back in the playoffs. Arizona Cardinals, I mean, they're loaded. They had an off year this year with a lot of injuries, but they're still pretty loaded. I mean, they got a quarterback. They got Hopkins. I mean, they got a pretty solid solid job. So those would have been good jobs for Eric Bieniemy to get. 
Now, Eric Bieniemy is interviewing for a offensive coordinator job for the Washington Commanders. I just feel like it's not fair for him to go from one coordinator job to another coordinator job. And for for those people that say, well, oh, maybe he's not calling the plays. That's why he's not getting a head coaching job. Andy Reid's calling the plays. Well, for the most part, most coordinators that have gotten head coaching jobs, they weren't really calling the plays either. Okay? So why is it only Andy Reid is the one to call the plays? So you trying to tell me the other coordinators that got head coaching jobs, they were the main ones calling the plays. It had nothing to do with the head coach. Um, I find that hard to believe. So... That is that is something that does not kind of sit well with me right now. Um, I would love to see Eric Bieniemy get a head coaching job. I do not want to see him go to the Commanders. They have no quarterback. Why would he want to go there? Is beyond me. I have no idea why he want to go there. They that quarterback position is in limbo. They don't know if it's going to be Carson Wentz. They don't know if it's going to be Taylor Heineke. They don't know if it's going to be Sam Howe. They don't know if they're going to draft somebody, and even and even still, that's still not a good. That's still not a good. You know, that's not where you want to be at. I'm sorry. I'd rather wait for Andy Reid to retire and take that job before I go to Washington. Okay, so Eric Bieniemy, I hope you do get a head coaching job. I do not want you going to the Washington Commanders, man, at all, man. So, so and speaking of quarterbacks, man, something I've been kind of thinking about. Um, after the performance of Jalen Hurts, of course Mahomes being you know definitely being all other you know otherworldly quarterback that he is, who is going to be the next young quarterback to win a Super Bowl? And when you think about the next wave of young quarterbacks, um, Josh Allen, uh, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. Tua, Kenny Pickett, um, from my Pittsburgh Steelers, who is going to be the next young quarterback to get that first Super Bowl ring? <laughs> um, who I would like to see that next quarterback to get that Super Bowl ring would be, I would say I, I want it to be Lamar Jackson. Um, that would be my my favorite to get the, the next Super Bowl ring. Um and potentially Jalen Hurts, man. I like what Jalen Hurts did in the Super Bowl. Um, both of those people I would like to see get a Super Bowl ring, be the next young QB to get a Super Bowl ring. That's my personal preference. Who do I think it's going to be, though? Um, I think it's going to be either Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. I'm leaning more towards Josh Allen than Joe Burrow, just for the simple fact that, I mean, I think Josh Allen is hungry. I think that he wanted to get there last year. I mean, he definitely wanted to get there the year before that. Uh, Burrow has been there, so I know that, you know, he's not. Um, I mean, he's definitely still hungry, too. He's had a taste of the Super Bowl, so I know he wants to get back. But I just feel like I just feel like Josh Allen is going to be that next young quarterback. He's going to be the first young quarterback to get a Super Bowl. That's my that's just kind of um, my feeling right now with that. Uh, definitely, if you get. You know, if you got any other answers for that, who you think is going to be the next uh, first young quarterback to get a Super Bowl, man, let me know. Tap in and let me know. Um, but that next wave of young quarterbacks, man, is definitely, is definitely, uh, yeah, man, it's it's in good hands. 
It's definitely in good hands, man. Would I like to see Aaron Rodgers get one before he goes out? Yeah, I would. Um, as far as Aaron Rodgers, we don't know what he's going to do yet. I think he's came back from his retreat. I'm not sure if he's you know going to retire, if he's going to continue to play, um, or whether or not he's going to play in, in, in Green Bay. Uh, do I think he should stay in Green Bay? Um, I think so. I think he should. Uh, I think Vegas is also an option for him as well. Um, I would not go to the New York Jets. Uh, I think Derek Carr is maybe probably is a better choice for the Jets. Um, but uh, people always forget Tampa Bay is a very good looking job. Okay. But if Tampa Bay does not get a quarterback between now and training camp, I, you, you can speculate all you want, but you might not. I mean, you know what that means. If Tampa Bay does not get a quarterback between now and training camp, there's going to be a lot of Tom Brady speculation coming back. Okay. A lot. Speaking of Tom Brady, he has put out there that he is taking off a year um, of any football-related activities. He will not go into the announcing booth until 2024 because he is trying to put his family back together. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, okay? Nothing wrong with that, man. Can't be mad at Tom Brady for wanting to do that. That is something that he is, you know, cho choosing to do. And, hey, man. Can't be mad. Can't be making. Can't be mad at that at all. Cannot be mad at that at all, man. But Tom, you might be a year too late. You might be a year too late. Is she gonna? Is Giselle gonna take you back? We will find out uh, on this next episode of uh, the next. The, you know the next episode of the life of Tom Brady. <laughs> so we will find out. But if. <laughs> if it's up to me, though, I think Tom Brady is definitely, I think he's definitely coming back to play football, man. And I don't want to, you know what? I am going to do it, man. I wasn't going to, but let me just go ahead and jump one out here, man. And let me just go ahead and jump one out here. Let me go ahead and jump on out there, man. I'm going to say it again. I know I said it before, but I believe Tom Brady is playing football, man. So just, you know, let me just go ahead and jump on out there and put just put that out there, man. But, um, yeah, man, let's let's kind of let's get off of this football talk. But, yeah, that, that quarterback question is definitely something I'm going to be thinking about, man. Next young quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Of course, they're going to have to get past Patty. So remember that when you have your answer. Who do you think can get past Patty? And I believe Josh Allen has the best chance of getting past Patty, um, you know, to win his first Super Bowl. NBA, All-Star Weekend is this weekend. Um, definitely seen uh, all the trades. We kind of went over some of the trades last episode. And just want to give a shout-out to Rob Palenka. The new-look Lakers look very good. The new look Lakers look very good. I would like to say that kudos to Rob Palenka. Um, that roster was terrible. They were filled with G League players until he made this trade, and now they have a legitimate roster. I think the most underrated pickup was the pickup of Mo Bamba. And, um, right, yeah, Rob Palenka deserves some credit. 
He definitely deserves some credit because if that Lakers team went from having a 34% chance of making the playoffs to now a 45% chance of making the playoffs. Okay, so he did a good job. He did a very good job, man. Um, the next, you know, next thing we want to kind of get into in regards to uh trades is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant spoke for the first time, and um, you know, one of the things he said is that the pressure is on him because he's one of the best players to ever play. Uh he's one of the best players to ever play the game, and he's right about that. Kevin Durant is definitely one of the best players to ever play the game. He is going to feel an immense amount of pressure uh, moving forward through the rest of this season, and the pressure is going to be to win a championship. Now, do I feel that the pressure is more on him or more Chris Paul or Devin Booker? I believe the pressure is more on Chris Paul. I believe the Suns go as Chris Paul goes. So we will see uh, what that's like moving forward. But, um, you know, another quote um, from Kevin Durant is that, you know, him, James Harden, and, and Kyrie, they didn't get on the court enough, um, but those 17 games, they were very special. Um, KD was also, he was upset that they didn't get to finish the job. Um, he didn't know what what was going on with Kyrie's situation. And he felt they also, you know, finally had some momentum. And they were building a culture there. And then, you know, the whole thing with Kyrie and the trade just happened. So it kind of, you know, kind of shocked him. And um, it appears as if you know he he didn't want to leave Brooklyn. That's what it that's what it sounded like from these sound bites. It sounded like he did not want to leave Brooklyn. Um, do I believe Kevin Durant? Yes, I do. I don't think Kevin Durant wanted to leave Brooklyn. I believe that he wanted to bring a championship to Brooklyn, and the whole saga with Kyrie Irving. Um, if KD had to get out of there, man, he it kind of forced KD to get out of there. I stand on the fact that if Kyrie had gotten an extension, KD and Kyrie would still be there and they would be trying to win a championship this year. They would probably have been the favorites to win a championship this year. Um, since Kyrie came back from suspension, they were had the best record in the league. So um, it's going to be interesting to see the dynamic between uh, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and KD. But one thing about KD is that he is low maintenance. Um, when I say he's low maintenance, I mean he does not need the ball to score a lot. He is not ball dominant. Um, KD can get get you thirty on maybe ten to twelve shots. So um, he's not someone that is going to be seeking shots. He will go with the flow of the offense. Now, the flip side of that is that there's going to be times where he's going to need to be aggressive. And when you kind of get down to the end of the game with with uh, aggressiveness and who's looking to get the, the last shot of the game, um, KD, he will defer. But there's going to be times where he's not going to be able to defer and he's going to have to step up. So that dynamic is going to be interesting. The one thing they do have going for them is that Chris Paul is the point god. And he's a veteran. Um, he will know when and how to get the ball to KD and the Devin Booker um, so they can kind of, you know, succeed and put them in the best position to score. So that is the one thing that KD has going for him. He has probably one of the top five or six point guards 
to ever play the game. So when I say that the, the Suns go like Chris Paul goes, that is why I say that. If he is healthy um, and he is playing, then I feel like the Suns can win the championship. But if, you know, something happens to him and or he just is not playing good basketball, as we saw last year in the playoffs, when he didn't play good basketball, they lost. So we are going to see how that how that kind of breaks down. And, and now, and, and an underrated pickup that the Suns did have was picking up Terrence Ross from the Orlando Magic. And Terrence Ross came off the bench uh, today to score, what? Uh, how many did Terrence Ross have? I want to say, now they lost tonight to the Clippers. They definitely lost tonight to the Clippers. But he made a splash. And he is going to, I mean, Terrence Ross, he's a volume scorer. He can get you a lot of points in a short amount of time. Okay? He came off the bench to get 16 on 7-17 shooting. So he's not going to be shy. Now, he ain't going to get that many shots when KD's back. When KD's back but he is not going to be bashful in putting the ball up. But that's another underrated uh, pickup on the trade deadline, and it's paying dividends immediately. So that is uh, – and, and Kyrie and Luka, um, you know, right now they're on two together. And they had a they had a mix-up at the end of last game where they couldn't just figure out – they were playing hot potato with the ball. They couldn't figure out who wanted to take the last shot. And ultimately, Kyrie ended up turning the ball over – and that's just chemistry. So do I expect that to you know, continue? No, I do not. I think they're going to figure out um, how to play together. I've seen Richard Jefferson say that Luka was the best player on that team, and I don't agree with that. I think, I think Luka is a bad boy. Don't get me wrong, but I don't, I don't think that Luka is better than Kyrie. Now, does Luka do... Some more he does he does more than Kyrie I guess because he's bigger. Well, he gets he gets more rebounds than Kyrie. That's about the only thing. Kyrie can distribute the basketball just as well as Luca. He can score the ball better than Luca, um, but he doesn't get as many rebounds as Luca. But that's about it. He plays better defense than Luca. Um, that's pretty much about it. And, and Kyrie missed the last game, and of course the speculation started. Oh, he's missing games already. I mean, come on, it was the day before the All Star break. He had a back injury. He missed a game. Let's not make it more than what it is. Um, let's not try to, you know, get into speculating about what it could be. Um, he missed a game. He was hurt. That's just what it is. Let's leave leave it, leave it at that. So, but yeah, man, that trades, you know, Eric Gordon with the Clippers definitely paid dividends. And after watching the Clippers play tonight, um, it appears as if they're, they're going to do point guard back committee. Uh, I think that Paul George is definitely making a, a push to get Russell Westbrook. Um, I believe Russ would like to stay in L.A. You know, that's where he's from. Um, I definitely posed the question on whether or not Russ would want to go back to the Lakers at a lower cap hit. But with the Lakers wanting back, I don't know. But if the option to go to L.A. is there, I believe Russ would go to the Clippers just to beat the Lakers. And stick it to them for, for you know, kind of giving up on him. So, um, but it looks like, you know, the Clippers are, they're going to play point guard back committee. It looks like Terrence Mann and Paul George are going to do a bulk of the ball handling. Um, Terrence Mann looked very good today. He definitely made leaps from last year. Uh, the Clippers look like a 
It's a very solid team right now. They look like they could be a strong contender to come out the West uh, with this roster. I believe if they add rest, it just makes them even stronger. So um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Paul George, you know, definitely came out and said that winning a championship with the Clippers would 100%, you know, mean more than winning it with the Lakers. I can kind of see that being true just for the simple fact that the Clippers have never won a championship. They've never even been to the finals. Um, but is it, is it, does it mean more than winning the championship with the Lakers? I don't know, man. I don't know. That's the Lakers. That's the Los Angeles Lakers. It definitely got to mean something to win a chip with them. Uh, so I, I don't know, man. That's up for debate. I mean, I could kind of see it being the Lakers. I could kind of see why Paul George said that. Um, because that definitely changes things. But I think until the Lakers, I mean, until the Clippers get a uh, their own arena, they'll always be the little little brothers to the Lakers. So if, you know, the Clippers won that championship in their own arena, then yeah, I think it would mean more. But until they get in their own arena, I don't think it means more. I'm sorry. I, I don't think it means more than winning with the Lakers, man. So... But they but they do look good, man. I will say that. The Clippers did look good tonight. So we'll see we'll see what's going on. Um we we'll definitely do something uh all star episode after probably Saturday night after Slam Dunk Contest, three point contest. And you know, I'll kinda get into that. Um and the Boston Celtics, they made a move today where they made Joe Mazzulla the the full-time coach. He's officially the full-time coach. Ime Udoka, uh, I'm not sure what his role is in the organization is right now, but um, the interim tag has been removed from Mazzola's name. Do I agree with that? No, I don't. Okay? Because there's a lot of pressure on Mazzola. I mean, yeah, he's he's done well. The Celtics, are, they are in first place in the East. I believe they might have the best record in the league, but they have to go to the finals and win the finals. Okay, Udoka got to the finals last year. In order for Missoula for this for this to be you know justified, they have to win the finals. That's my opinion. Did did Missoula deserve to get the job? I'm not gonna say that he didn't, but the way he got it and what happened with Udoka and and the, the nonsense that he had to go through. Yeah, man. I mean, they have to win the finals. Make no mistake by that. Okay? They don't win the finals, then, you know, it's not a good hire to me. Okay? And as far as, like, what the Celtics did with Udoka, I still believe it's foul. Um, I don't really want to kind of get into that. Nia Long recently came out and said something about how she didn't like the way that how the Celtics organization handled that whole situation. And she has every right to say that. They put her business on blast. Um, She has kids. Okay, they did not, the Celtics organization did not think about her prior to releasing this information about Udoka. And they completely ignored her. She potentially may have a lawsuit against the Celtics organization for this. Now, I don't know if she wants to go there, but if she wanted to go there, she very well could. She she very well could and would have every right to do so. Okay, because what they did as far as like 
personal business in-house, they made something that was not even a public ordeal public. So, I don't know where that's going to go. Um, and we'll see what happens with Udoka, man. Do I want to see what Udoka is going to do? Is somebody going to give him another job? I believe so. I'm not sure where his next opportunity is going to come. But it should come soon. So, I mean, he's a good coach. One of the better coaches in, in the NBA. And, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, like I said, I'm not sure exactly what his role is right now um, with the uh, with the Celtics. But he's not fired. He's still there. So that's what makes his role even more confusing is that he's still there. So um, All-Star Weekend this weekend. Yeah, man, it's going to be – I, I hope the dunk contest is good. I really do. But uh, if it's not, they're going to have to change the format. After last year's dunk contest, it was not good at all. Um, my early prediction for the dunk contest is Trey Murphy. Oh, no, I don't No, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into that. But that's my early prediction. Um, Trey Murphy, Kenya Martin Jr., Jericho Sims, and Matt McClung are the participants, and he's my early my early prediction is Trey Murphy. He definitely is a baller, man. So let's kind of let's kind of get off of that. We'll we'll he might drop something either before the All Star, before the All Star Skills Competition, All Star Saturday Night, or we may drop something after that. Uh, three point contest. Um, my early prediction is. My early prediction is I want to say um, Dame Dollar. Yeah, let me. Yeah, my early prediction for the three point contest is Damian Lillard. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Damian Lillard, man. Uh, who else in the contest is Tyler Hero? Jason Tatum, Laurie Marketing, Julius Randle, Kevin Herter, Buddy Hill, Tyrese Halliburton. Now, Anthony Simons was in it from the Trailblazers, and he got replaced by Julius Randle because Anthony Simons got hurt. I would have liked to see Contavious Caldwell Pope in place of Julius Randle. First of all, he has a, he's shooting 45% from the, the three-point line. He should have been the replacement, not Julius Randle, but that's here nor there. Um... Yeah, my 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 pick for the three point contest is Damian Lillard. My dark horse pick for the three point contest is Kevin Herter. That's my dark horse pick. Okay, that that is my dark horse pick for for the three point contest. Um, yeah, man, but we, you know we we'll, we we might drop something prior to that to All Star Saturday night, so we'll see. But we'll definitely we'll definitely we'll definitely be uh be, be you know touching back base with y'all. Either before the end of this weekend, that's for sure, man. So let's kind of get into this new segment, man. Uh, new segment, worst behavior. And these worst behaviors, this worst behavior segment could be good behavior or bad behavior. Okay, so we're gonna get into this new segment, man. And and I want y'all to know that 
these behaviors, man, I don't know where they're going. It's a little bit different from the no-nos, man, because this is just people just acting bad, man. Shout out to Young Miami, man. Gone all the time, even the important times. I should let you know ahead I'm coming back on my worst behavior. Hey, coming back on my worst behavior, man. This worst behavior segment, um, we starting this out, man. And this is definitely, this is a, this is a, I don't know how I want to describe this story, man. But the worst behavior, this worst behavior goes to, uh, well, let me just kind of get into the story, man, because I don't want to say the worst behavior goes to the women, but ultimately it does go to the women. Okay, so uh, a Franklin County jury in Columbus, Ohio, found two former Ohio State football players not guilty of charges of kidnapping and raping stemming from an incident in 2020. Uh, The players were Amir Reap and Jason Went. They were indicted on two counts of rape and one count of kidnapping, and both men were acquitted. So the worst behavior definitely goes to the to the females. Um, the women they reported the incident. Uh, she said that she began having consensual sex with rape, but decided that she did not want to continue. She told the police that Went entered the room and Reap asked if Went can join. At that point, she stated to the police that Reap grabbed her by the neck, forcing her to have sex. She also said that Reap pinned her in a place while Went forced oral sex on her. And according to the court documents, after both parties ended, they forced the woman to give her name and say the sex was consensual on video recording. She also told police that the suspects that the suspects forced her to take a shower before Reap drove her back to her residence. Both men were arrested and taken to the Franklin County Correction Center on February 11, 2020, and then, uh, consequently, were dismissed from the Ohio State football team. And the trial started this past Monday, uh, and, you know, everybody heard the evidence. Um, Part of the evidence included cell phone video that was reportedly taken moments after the alleged incidents, both sides said the video served as important evidence. Um, these men were acquitted, man. Okay. And ultimately, this incident caused these, it's caused these, both these young men. Now, if you go to Ohio State and you play football, chances are that you're pretty good. Like, you're real good. You have a chance to go to the NFL if you play football at Ohio State. And these men were stripped of that opportunity by false allegations from a woman. And, you know, when a woman does this and she's not telling the truth and these allegations come out to be, you know, not true, it kind of ruins it for other women where these, you know, other women that are, you know, assaulted and they can, um, it kind of ruins their credibility, man. And it's just an unfortunate incident, man. And it's not something that we want to see at all. But the fact of the matter is that nothing's going to happen to to this young lady. And she's ruined both of these young men's lives. Uh, so it's just, it's just a sad situation all around. 
I feel bad for the woman that had to deal with, you know, going to court and, and this whole situation. I feel bad for both of the gentlemen that were involved in it. I mean, it's just bad for all parties all around. But, um, yeah, man, that's just, it's just bad behavior, man. It's just bad behavior all around the board. So, um, yeah, man, so, we you know, we're going we gonna to keep doing that segment, uh, worst behavior segment. And, you know, well, I'll, I'll see how, you know, how it's going. Uh, how we going to do it moving forward. But um, I only got a couple minutes left, man. And I, I want to, I still, I want to bring Twitter fingers back. But I don't know if I have time to do it. But we will see. But I, I do want to kind of pose a question to y'all. Lil Duval asked a question. Um on his Twitter page about would you rather go to war for two years or would you rather be in jail for four years? And I really thought about that, man. And that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Would you rather go to war for two years or be in jail for four years? I guess it depends on where the war is at. (laughs) Okay. I guess it depends on where the war is at, man. I don't know, man. I mean, but the way they be making jail look, they be making jail look lit, man. They be in there cooking hibachi. They be in there with cell phones. I mean, they, you know, look like they be in there having fun, man. So I, I don't know, man. I, I'm a, we gonna we gonna come back to that question. My initial answer right now, though, is that I'm taking the war for two years, man. Cause the war for two years, I ain't no telling. You know what I mean? I may, I, I may be able to kind of be on the back lines. Okay, when you in that jail cell, boy, ain't nothing nice about it, man. You getting better food at war. You get a better bed at war. Uh, You know, I mean, conditions seem to be overall better, man. So, you know, we'll see, man. We're going to get up and out of here, man. We're going to touch base uh, this past, you know, either after All-Star weekend or or maybe even tomorrow night, man. We'll see. New episode of BMF coming out. They dropped a uh, trailer for Power Ghost, Power Book Ghost coming out, and I can't wait. Uh, might have something for y'all tomorrow night after that BMF episode. We gonna get out of here, man. Shout out to Wiz who performed tonight um, in Utah, and we gonna we gonna end it out of here like this, man. You know what I'm saying? You got it, episode thirty three. Shout out to my brother Spitter, man. Shout out to my brother Spitter, man. Bitch can see this shit from across the street, nigga. It's pimping over here. Macaroni. <laughs> Christian oranges, nigga. What up, Chevy? Jerm, I see. Cardo on the beat. <laughs> yeah. Chase on my duck em, smoke something Go to one new state soon as I fuck em. Niggas be pressed for pussy, ain't nothing Instead of worrying about who that bitch fucking Why don't you get you some money? Nine times out of ten, she see me stunting Game running, wanna know my hotel And who phone the ring when she coming I keep it a hundred Get love from the hoes, but it's money Where is this definitely a megastar, man? Pittsburgh's own, bruh Speed up, bitches holding they weave, rolling trees with their pretty feet up. Them suckers off the nimbus, but they can't beat us. So super high, look in the sky when you won't see me, bruh. Cut my speakers up, 
Drowning out what the critics say Just continue to smoke and remain G as fuck Polo socks match my polo hat She leave once, it's a known fact That she ain't coming back now Taylor gang that shit changed Put them out of horses in my motor when I switch lanes And I beat them blind up with the diamonds in my big chain At the end the game, little homie, I'm, I'm doing big things Big things, big things And the bitches, they mesmerize, they recognize I keep it so G I keep it so G, so G.